Welcome to Safe Work Leader Talks, a podcast series that explores the challenges, benefits and best practices of establishing a workplace safety culture with innovative New South Wales manufacturing health and safety leaders. I'm your host, Carol Duncan, and today we're talking to Blue Scope Steel Health and Safety Manager, Abby Ford, about the value and benefits of safer manufacturing workplaces and how building a culture of safety can improve workforce confidence, productivity and worker retention. Abby, tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to work in health and safety. It's an interesting story. I just started a law degree when I was straight out of high school, feeling very sensible, um, fell in love, ended up moving to the Pilbara with my um, our husband. Uh, he worked in the mines there. I couldn't finish my law degree by correspondence um, out in the middle of nowhere. So um, wrapped up my bachelor's degree and then did postgraduate OHS. So started my career yeah, in mining in the outback. So had a beautiful five years there and then moved back to the East Coast. Why health and safety? Why, after leaving your law degree, was this the thing that you chose to do? Health and safety seemed like a natural choice where I could get a balance between having a focus on on the law and what's really important, but also bringing a people focus into it. So it's actually become quite a neat fit. It's not something that I would have logically gravitated towards had I not had some life experience under my belt at the time. And it sounds like you've become quite passionate about it. Is it the people aspect of that that really drives you? Yeah, I think it is. And it's also working with um, Safe Work New South Wales in their mentoring program um, has also been a real eye-opener for me that people find health and safety quite difficult to navigate at times. I find that a bit frustrating because at the heart of it, it's quite a simple concept. It's about making sure that people come to work in the same, you know, in a, in a way and we send them home in the same state. And unfortunately, that can come quite complicated with the legislation, the codes, everything else in it. We kind of lose our way in what we're trying to achieve. So I love being able to pair things back, get back to what's at the heart, which is keeping people safe. The rest of the stuff ends up taking care of itself. What is the basic core belief around safety at Bluescope? At Bluescope, we have a core belief around all injuries can be prevented. That's basically where the starting point for us. We have a zero harm philosophy and out of that we have uh, some safety beliefs. For us, those safety beliefs underpin everything that we do. You know, they talk about talk about managers being accountable for safety, that training is essential for employees, that employee input is also essential for us, those principles underpin everything that we do. And as we evolve as an organisation, we breathe new life into what those things mean by drawing in new concepts around safety to thinking or, you know, social psychology of risk. And what we do is make sure that those safety beliefs are always relevant in the context that we're operating and that we're always finding new ways to be curious about how we can improve in any aspect of our safety beliefs. Health and safety managers, Abby, like yourself, are in a, a very interesting position you are in the middle. You're in between a workforce that you want to keep safe and you want to send home at the end of the day to the families. And you also are working with an executive, a managerial team who have other motivators as well. Of course, they have well-being of a workforce. They have moral and economic drivers. How do you negotiate that space in between? I think at Bluescope, I'm I'm very fortunate that our management now executive know that doing safety well is simply good business. So when when you're doing safety well, work's more predictable, you're getting quality gains, all the effort that you're putting into safety, there's byproducts that you get in other areas. So we're very fortunate that our that's part of the fabric of our management team. They just understand that. I'm aware that not every company has the benefit of, of having that sort of managerial culture established. And I think 
think that's the challenge for people until you've been on a journey where you've seen, you know, like a lot of some of our lessons we've learned the hard way. We've um, we have a suite of our own codes of practice that are basically built off really serious injuries that we've had in our business, so that we create this formwork around those risks to make sure that we never have those type of incidents again. And the challenge really is how you get those lessons so far embedded in your organisations without having to learn things the hard way. That's something I don't know and I don't know. And and maybe if people did know that, you know, we'd be in a different um, state in Australia with workplace fatalities. But I think um, I'm very lucky at Blue Scope that that's not where my focus goes. I don't spend my time convincing our management team that safety is important because they already understand it. They see it every day. How does the leadership at Bluescope or the organisation as a whole actually measure success? That's a really wonderful question and a really wonderful question for us because we're, we're challenging ourselves around that too. We've got traditional measures around safety um, associated with injury rates and, you know, our engagement levels with our employees, um, you know, face-to-face engagement on the job. We're really challenging ourselves around how we can measure safety. So we're not saying that those things are wrong in and of themselves, but we're always looking for new ways to, to give us better insight into what's going on with safety and certainly with the, some of the work I've been doing around um, big data and um, predictive analytics. We want to look at ways to use all of the tools and kit that we've got out on the plant to um, give us better insights into things. But you can't do that without investing heavily into some um, grassroots people-focused programs too because the two go hand in hand. You can't just read numbers and because you only get one side of the story with what's going on in safety. So there are ways that we're challenging ourselves around how to measure safety. It's a golden question across the entire industry, what the best measure is. My personal view is I don't think there's one there's one good measure. I think that it's it's a range of indicators or artefacts in your business and not everything that counts can be counted either. So I think it's about just having a really deep level of understanding about your business. The financial bottom line, though, for an organisation that has a good health and safety culture, though, would have to be substantial. Oh, without a doubt. And that's been well documented too. So some of the other economic benefits that you're going to get from managing safety is obviously that you'll get lower injuries. So lower injuries to most businesses means that you'll get lower workers' compensation premiums and then lower risk of having civil liability cases lodged against you in the future. So there's um, real tangible cost savings that you can get from having better oversight of your safety management. So they're really direct things. There's a whole range of other indirect um, cost benefits in that you'll there'll be less rework, you'll have better trained people to, to perform work. So you're, you're more... You're more likely to get work right in the first place and reducing equipment damage, all that kind of stuff. So there's there's no doubt that there's there's direct cost um, avoidance and, um, and indirect cost avoidance with managing safety properly. So what would your top three tips be for other leaders in manufacturing, for example? My first tip is to just be authentic as a leader. And I think you don't have to know all of the answers. That's the first that's the first tip. So if you can just be yourself and be curious about things, you will find things out about your business that you wouldn't have the opportunity to if you get around thinking that you know everything about your business. The second thing is seek input from the, the people that do the work. 
essentially they are the experts on the work. Any issue that you see or that they've seen that they raised to you, they will probably have a view on how to fix that. And in my experience, it won't be too far from where you, you end up in the end usually. And the third, the third tip I'd have is to really just focus on your critical risks first. So if you're starting out, focus on the stuff that is going to make the most difference in the beginning. Don't try and be everything to anyone. If you're starting, concentrate on the stuff that's going to kill your people or cause a serious traumatic injury. Get that correct and then radiate out from there. Because if you do something that might make you feel good or your people feel good that you're working on safety and it's not really the stuff that's going to matter if something goes horribly wrong, then I think, you know, you, you run the risk of not putting your energy into the right area. My thanks to Abby Ford for sharing her insights. Ultimately, the value of a safety culture is the protection of your most important asset, your workforce. Yet every day, Safe Work New South Wales inspectors attend devastating incidents in the manufacturing sector that are, for the most part, completely avoidable. In New South Wales manufacturing, more than 40,800 workers' compensation claims were lodged between 2013 and 2016, with a total cost of $558 million. Tragically, 24 people lost their lives during that same period. The investment of time, commitment and leadership in developing a culture of safety in your workplace is therefore invaluable, with clear benefits to staff safety, loyalty and productivity that result in positive impacts on your bottom line and your reputation. I'm Carol Duncan and this has been a Safe Work Manufacturing Leadership Talk. In the next episode, I discuss designing safer workplaces with Yates Safety and Sustainability Business Lead, Tamara Scanlon. To learn more about leading a strong workplace safety culture or to listen to the other episodes in this series, visit safework.nsw.gov.au slash leadership.